The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Now, nothing can be more frustrating than stepping in dog poo that a dog owner neglected to pick up. Dogs Trust have launched the Big Scoop campaign in a bid to encourage people to pick up their dog poo. And to talk about the campaign and why it's important, I'm joined by Pete Wedderburn, Pete the Vet. And by the way, if you have any questions for Pete, get in touch by texting 53106 or email patkenny at newstalk.com. Pete, good morning. Good morning. It's a horrible thing. When you get dog poo on your shoes, it's yuck. It is foul. And, you know, although there are health risks attached, which we'll talk about in a moment, I think it's just the offensive nature of dog poo which upsets people the most. The fact that you get it on your shoe. And then you walk in somewhere and you leave it on the carpet. and And it stinks and it's dirty and it's difficult to get off. It's just horrible stuff. Yeah, and trying to clean it off your shoes, you know, mm. I, I, whenever it happens to me, I get a stick or something to try mm. and get it out of the crevices in the... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's horrible. So tell me about this campaign. So basically, um, Dogs Trust, they do it every year. They call it the big scoop. And um, they just they basically point out that it actually is a human problem. It's not a dog problem. It's not the dog's fault that it's happening. It's because humans don't pick up after dogs, despite the fact that it's the law to do that and that you, you should get fined if, if you don't do it. So they've created a, a very funny video they're hoping it's going to be shared across social media and we'll put up a link to that and I think it's important just to, to keep reminding people look this is what you ought to do um, if you if you want dogs to have a good reputation pick up after them What they, they did a survey and they found that 8 out of 10 people say that they've walked on dog poo in the street and worse than that 46% came across dog poo in their local children's park. And they say this despite the fact that 93% of dog owners say they do pick up after their dogs. So I think it's just a a small minority of people who don't do this. I often see people in the parks and they let their dogs off, Mm. uh, which they may or may not be permitted to do. But, you know, if they're not bothering anybody, but then they ignore the dog. In other words, the dog might be behind them pooing and they conveniently don't look behind to see what the dog's up to. I think that you put your finger on what's a really big issue and that's partly why people um, don't want to allow folk to let the dogs off the leash because if your dog is out of sight, it is out of mind and... You know, and you can then just put up your hand and say, oh, I didn't see him doing that. And that's as if it's some kind of helpful excuse. It's not mm-hmm. an excuse at all. You're responsible for what your dog does. So you do have to pick up after them. And by the way, I need to say something here. I saw a Facebook post recently which, uh, where there was a picture of a child with dog poo in their eye. And they were saying that the dog poo, I put some dog poo in my eye and it, by accident and it made me blind. People need to realize that doesn't actually work like that. OK, yeah. fresh dog poo, it does contain bacteria in it, which can be dangerous, but it does not contain anything in it that can be dangerous in the point of view of causing blindness in children. Fresh dog poo doesn't do that. For it to be dangerous to children, it has to be sitting in the environment for two to three weeks and what happens then is it's probably invisible, it just goes into the soil, they get a, a bit of soil in their hand, they put it to their mouth, they swallow it and then the larvae go into their intestines where they're absorbed. And what's the larvae of? It's, it's a worm called Toxocaracanus and, and 
most often, even when the larvae is absorbed into the bloodstream, most often it'll go into a harmless little cyst somewhere in a muscle somewhere. And it's only if the remote chance that the cyst happens to settle at the back of the eye, then does it cause problems. But it is exceptionally rare. So I don't want people to get hysterical about this. Um, it just makes common yeah. hygiene sense to pick up after your dog. And that's why really the main reason why we should be doing it. Now, now there are pooper scoopers, um, which are either they can be cardboard and disposable, mm-hmm. or you can have plastic ones. Yes. Uh, which, you know, mean you don't get your hand dirty. Mm. But most people will simply use the plastic bags. Yes. And they put their hand into the plastic bag, lower it down over the poo, and Mm. then turn the plastic bag inside out. It's a bit disgusting because you do feel the texture and warmth of the poo, but it does work very effectively and is very clean. I would say try and get biodegradable bags rather than plastic bags. Always seems to me a bit odd to take this, you know, the, the dog poo is basically biodegradable, if it's allowed to be. And it seems strange to coat it in something that's going to last for 200 years, isn't it? Yeah. So I would go Mind for... You, most of that goes to the incinerator and gets burnt up. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I don't think they encourage you to put um, dog poo in your composting bin. No, it's not a good idea, no. generally. Typical, uh, anyway, no. th- there's a, an education process underway. Dogs Trust having the big scoop. Mm-hmm. And uh, some local authorities actually have dog poop or scoop bags yes. available in the parks. They do, or, or, or side public walkways, yes. You can get little dispensers there as well. And some, some local authorities are also using genetic analysis, by the way, to identify who the dogs are. And that's another story there. Mm-hmm. So you can't get away with it in some places. Okay, so uh, on Twitter, uh, at Dogs Trust... Uh, dash ie or using the hashtag uh, bag it bin it exactly so there we are okay yeah. it's something that every responsible dog owner should be doing anyway of course and this is just a, a timely reminder mm. now the questions that are coming in uh, the first one i have a 13 year old irish terrier cross while she has definitely slowed down in recent years she's in good form good mobility eats well but we noticed a small lump at the top of her hind leg in the past week or so she did have a few lumps on her belly which were investigated by the vet and found to be just fatty deposits my question is should we take her to the vet or monitor the lump to see if it changes or see if she seems under the weather because at her age I don't want to subject her to intrusive procedures any advice would be welcome well, the first thing I'd say is at 13, she's not that old and she may live for many more years. I'll never forget a dog called Benji who was 17 when I saw him. He'd been badly smashed up in a road accident. And I said to the owners, clearly, he's going to have a leg amputated. Um, you know, he's 17, maybe it's time to let him go. And they said, absolutely no way. Take his leg off. So I amputated his leg and Benji lived for another five years till wow. he was 23. OK, so um, don't think that 13 is that old. Second thing I'd say is, look, do have it investigated. It's common to get fatty lumps on the belly, a bit less common to get them on the leg. The vet would do a very simple procedure called a fine needle aspirate. It's just done during a consult, no sedation, no anaesthesia. The needle just pops in through the skin into the lump and comes out again. And they can put those cells in from the needle onto a microscope slide and have them analysed. That will just give you a sense as to whether it's malignant or whether it's benign. Now, it probably is benign, but at least then you'll get some reassurance. Okay. I'm looking after a six-month-old female cat for someone who's gone abroad for a few months. She doesn't want to spay the cat until it has a litter of kittens, but I don't want this happening on my watch. Is there anything I can do to prevent her becoming pregnant? As she's mainly outdoors, I would imagine the suitors would be queuing up any day now. That's from Anna. You're right, Anna. And I would just have words with the person who owns that cat. It's not fair for them to do this to you. No. Um, 
There's plenty of kittens already. There's way too many kittens, in fact. And there's absolutely no reason at all why a cat should be allowed to have a litter of kittens. If anything, it'll make things more complicated for her. And I've known cats that change their personality after having kittens because it's so stressful. So I'd really be contacting that person and say, listen, I'm going to get your cat spayed. um, And that's the end of it. That's what I'd say. Is it ever okay to feed my golden retriever scraps from our dinner? We don't give him much, just the odd strip of fat from meat or scraps from our plates. That's from Judith. Well, the general advice from veterinary nutritionists is that it's fine to give scraps up to 10% of the dog's total diet. And that means that you're not going to disrupt the balance of the diet too much. And the dog will also enjoy eating them and you'll enjoy giving them. I'm buying a goldfish, my little boy. Should I buy one or two? Uh, Do they need the company? That's from Ashling. The answer is two at least, or even more. In Switzerland, apparently, it's against the law to keep a goldfish on its own because it's seen to be um, so distressing for them. They get lonely on their own, so don't just get one, get two. Yeah, what a life going round and round and round. By yourself, can you imagine? Uh, My dog is nearly 16 (laughs) and her teeth keep chattering randomly. What could be causing this? Um, Well... Two possibilities, and the, the one I'd be concerned about is pain, because if there's pain in the mouth, often dogs do chatter their teeth. So I would go to your vet and get the mouth checked for pain. But I would say also that dogs sometimes, older dogs sometimes suffer from something called essential tremors. And that's a bit like humans get that as well. If you imagine an elderly person, you're visiting them, they're pouring a cup of tea for you, and their hand is shaking mm. as they pour, that's often essential tremors. It's completely benign um, and nothing at all to worry about. But pain is a common reason, so do get that checked out. Uh, hi, Pete. Well, What's the best way to prepare young cats for the arrival of a baby? Not their own baby. I presume a human baby. (laughs) I guess you do the same as you do with dogs. And that means literally prepare them by getting them used to some of the baby things. So if you've got any friends with babies, get them to come around so the cats can see the baby. I would get some soundtracks of babies crying to play those so the cat doesn't get upset by those. I'd also make sure that you've made your house nice and cat-friendly. So get a cat tree, somewhere the cat can climb up and sit and look around at the world and the scratching posts and all those things. So your cat's got plenty of areas for themselves. So when the baby arrives, they don't feel the baby's invading their territory. Baby can be in baby's territory and they can still have their little den area. Uh, I'm looking at buying a Newfoundland Collie Cross. Is this a good combination temperament-wise and exercise? That's from Anne. Well, it does depend on the individual dogs. Um, So I would try to meet both the mother and father before reaching a conclusion on their temperament. But in general, Newfoundlands are lovely, gentle dogs. They have to be because they're so big and strong that if they weren't, they couldn't be kept as pets. And collies, collies actually vary a lot. Some of them are lovely, gentle dogs. Some of them are really very territorial and a bit challenging. They're almost too intelligent to be good pets sometimes because they, they, they're, they're such smart creatures. But in general, I like that idea, that cross. And this one here, you forgot to add that after picking up your dog poo in the bag, you have to find a nearby bush to hang it off a branch. <laughs> yeah, that's and another one saying, how about a campaign called Poo Doesn't Grow on Trees? People do that. They put <laughs> the poo in the bag and then they throw it into a bush and it sits there like a Christmas decoration. I always oh. like, to get, I like to give them the benefit of the doubt and think they're just going to put it there temporarily and pick it up on the way back and then they just forget. But I don't know about that. Uh, Two fish in a tank. One says, you drive, I'll man the gun. (laughs) That's from Michael. (laughs)